Happy Monday, y'all. God bless you guys, and thank you so much for tuning in to Streams with Jonathan Ramos. Uh, This is Jonathan Ramos speaking. And first of all, I just want to say happy November. Um, We officially have one more month before we're done with a decade, nevertheless, on uh, a year. So today, I wanted to go ahead and pretty much explain or, again... You voted, we've listened. Uh, so, therefore, today's topic uh, will be Should Christians meditate? Or is it healthy for Christians to meditate? Or why meditation and Christians? Um, so, first of all, also, I have exciting news. Um, I want to go ahead and give a huge shout out uh, to Rib Life Radio. Uh, which will be playing our podcast now. So blessings to all you listeners or to everybody tuning into Rib Life Radio. Um, if you have not done so, uh, for those who are listening via podcast, please tune into ministeriotv.com uh, where and go to Rib Life Radio, uh, where they will be playing. They play amazing worship music amazing speakers apostle victor prophetess margaret uh will be tuning in there uh they have amazing content so let's go ahead and get started uh so the questions should christians meditate uh with that question there's pretty much um that question is actually birth out of two things one of the things that that question is birthed out of is what we would know as postmodern view of life the postmodern view of life or postmodernists um pretty much the way they live their life is god exists there is a god there is a higher power however That higher power or that God does not get involved with our daily activities such as, uh, you know, uh, finances or anything like that. So they believe in God in concept, in form, but not power. Um, And the second the second the second way that that question is birthed out of or the second thing that birth that gives birth to that question should christians meditate is something that we will call uh experienced truth or experienced knowledge so therefore as christians we are told that meditation is bad because generally when it's affiliated with that term meditation that word meditation is generally often affiliated with what we will call evil. Okay. Um, so therefore we are taught uh, that meditation is bad. So therefore we have experienced and adapt to a inferior reality, uh, which is not a superior reality. It's just, it's a reality. It's true. So therefore, we adapt to that med- that word or that term as Christians should not meditate or meditation is bad. So one of the things, the, the, uh, so the question is not really, the question that you're trying to ask is, uh, should, Christian, should Christians meditate? The questions that you should ask is, how should we meditate? Because 
throughout the Bible, in the Old Testament, you will see that meditation was a necessity. And I want to go ahead and put this out there. Meditation is a necessity. Meditation is needed. Meditation is a must. In fact, if you are a Christian and do not meditate, you're in error. Meditation, it is something that is needed for you to live your daily life and walk in Christ. So out of all these religions, right, we have so many religions in this world, okay, and throughout all these religions, I believe it's about 4,200 religions or so, 4,200 religions or so, and out of all those 4,200 religions, Christianity, or, or what we will call Christian Christianity, are the only ones who pretty much do not adapt to meditation. Out of all 4,000 199 religions in this world have adapted to an important factor, which is called meditation. Meditation is, in fact, a vital part in Christianity because meditation itself, let's put it at that. Let's put it this way. When we look at God, right, we look at the essence of God and the Lord Jesus said his words are spirit. So therefore you can you cannot hear them until you become sensitive to the spiritual realm. When we look at the spiritual realm in the natural, okay, it is a natural realm and a spiritual realm. Whether it's used for good or bad. There's a spiritual realm, there's a superior reality that is far greater than our reality. So therefore meditation is needed because when you look at the term meditation meditation is get is your spirit or your soul getting in contact with that that's a superior reality than your reality it is getting in contact with something that's greater than you so therefore the lord jesus said his words are spirit you cannot hear them until you become sensitive to the spiritual until then when he speaks to you it will be no different than the sound of a dog of a dog barking it will be meaningless. Even though God is speaking, many are still groping in the darkness. Okay, and what I mean by that is a lot of individuals have the term or they want to hear God, but yet they're not sensitive to the spiritual realm. And the Lord says that his words are spirit. In fact, John 8, John chapter 8, verse 43 says, Why do you not understand my speech? Even because ye cannot hear my word. Why can you not hear the words? Because a lot of the people have not become sensitive to the spiritual realm. So now that we know that, now I got to go ahead and pretty much give you this explanation on if God, when God speaks, does he speak English? Does he speak Spanish? Does he speak Russian? Does he speak, does he, does, does he speak Portuguese? When God speaks... You got to understand that God itself, in essence, is a spirit. So therefore, God's very first language is not English. God's very first language is not Spanish. God's very first language is not Hebrew. Uh, God's, very, God's first language is not Arabic. God's first language is not Portuguese. God's first language is spirit. God speaks spirit and we speak English 
or any other language. God is the sovereign Lord and he is not changing his language for us. Okay, we have to change and learn the language he speaks, which is spirit, which is when we speak in tongues, it is a God-given language. The advantage, the advantage though, is that we don't really need to learn his language, if that makes sense. All we need to do is to be in the realm where it is spoken. In other words, we have to walk in the spirit. In other words, we ought to be in the spirit realm and understand where it's spoken by God. So therefore, back to John 8, why do you not understand my speech, even though because ye cannot hear my word? All the Lord is saying is be in the spirit to understand the words in the spirit, okay? Because when we're not in the spirit and God speaks, it's like hearing a chicken, it's like hearing a horse, it's like hearing a cow, it's like hearing a dog. It's meaningless to us, even though you hear the the bark, even though you hear the the moo, even though you hear the, 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 the birds chirping, it is still, it is meaningless to the human because we're not in their route, but they are actually speaking, okay? So notice in John says, I was in the spirit in the Lord's days, okay? And then he heard, okay? Notice what he heard from. He heard, I was in the spirit. Anytime you look through scriptures, whether it's in the Old Testament or New Testament, you will hear that, that term, I was in the spirit, when they were in deep meditation. The Bible says in the book of Psalms, be still and know that I am God. So whenever we're meditating, we are quiet. We, we, we silence our minds. We silence our souls. We silence our desires of the flesh. And we focus on that and that's higher than us, which is Jesus. The only difference is that we have our medium, which is Jesus Christ, who died on the cross, who made us connected with the Father. And we silence our, our, our inner selves. We silence ourselves to hear from God. So therefore, for us to hear from God, we need to be in the Spirit. Through all throughout scriptures, I was in the Spirit, then I heard. Because the very first language that God speaks, it's Spirit. So therefore, when God speaks, He speaks to your Spirit. The problem with that is that since we are divided into three portions, we have spirit, soul, and body. When God speaks and imprints his, his language into our spirits, then our soul translates that to our native language. And our native language, therefore, brings it up to, our, to us. And therefore, we now need to discern whether it's our flesh or the spirit. So... The same rule applies, okay? The spiritual, the, the, in the spiritual realm, okay? In Revelations 1, 10 says, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and I heard behind me a great voice as a trumpet. You cannot access the voice of God for yourself because he is speaking from one realm and you're trying to hear him from another. So a lot of the people who have difficulties hearing from God is because they're trying to hear God with their native language and it doesn't work that way god speaks to your spirit and the spirit translates it into your negative language okay so you cannot hear god unless you are in the realm of the spirit so therefore it is in vital importance right that you are always in the spirit okay um if you if you go to a dog and you hear a bark you hear a growl the dog is speaking you just don't understand it because you're not in the dog's realm. But for other dogs, they are speaking, they are talking, they're communicating. To you, it sounds rubbish. To you, it sounds like they're not speaking at all. They're just being loud. But the reality is that they are indeed speaking, 
you just don't understand. And that's how it is being with God. So Christians live frustrated and empty lives because they're trying to access the voice of God outside that spiritual realm. And you cannot access the voice of God outside the spiritual realm. That's why if in not out of all of 4,199 religions have adapted to what we will call meditations to get in contact with their spiritual God, because that's what they are. They're spiritual gods. You have gods with a little lowercase g and s, idols. And then you have the one true God, which is what Christians know as Jesus Christ. God, they're trying to access all these little gods, and the very first thing that they are taught is to meditate, quiet their minds, quiet their souls, quiet their spirits to get connected to that spiritual term or to that spiritual realm. Once they get in contact with the spiritual realm, then they're here. Um, so we do, my wife and I do a lot of deliverance, and we have spoken, well, I have spoken, my wife as well, but this testimony. I was speaking to a gentleman who used to do witchcraft. For those of you who don't know me, uh, actually my grandfather, who's now uh, a servant of Christ, a servant of God, he actually used to do witchcraft. In fact, he was a warlock. And what what I understood, or what they spoke to me was that in brujeria, witchcraft, they actually get connected to a thing what they call their spirit their, their, uh, their, their spirit that talks to them or the spirit that talks to them and what happens is that their spirit and the spirit that gives them the information become ilo or not once they become a not then that's when they can communicate with the dead the people in the past and everything and they all do this through spiritual means what they do is they put a candle once they put the candle they put the fire and then they will light it up and they start meditating, okay? And they start meditating into their spirit or that the, or the spirit that they're trying to contact becomes one and that's where they get their information, okay? Of course, doing it outside, the influence of the Holy Spirit, it's witchcraft. That's what Christ calls witchcraft because your medium is Jesus Christ. Once you have... so. In terms of, back to that, that testimony, in Christian perspective, we don't connect with a foreign spirit. We connect with one spirit, which is the spirit of the living God. The spirit that bring, gives breath to us. The spirit that was deposited in us. The spirit of God that is now in us. We become one with that spirit. Once we become one with that spirit, the Lord speaks to the spirit. The spirit then translated to to our native language. That is how you hear cry, hear God. So to answer that question, should Christians meditate? It's not the question you're asking. The question that you really want to ask is how do I meditate? And the way you meditate, we just covered it with just one testimony that was given to me, in fact, by a witch. That's what they are. Whenever you do something that's not, that's outside the spirit of God is now therefore translated and called witchcraft. Not until you start walking in the spirit and walking in connection with 
God, which is the Holy Spirit, not until you start walking with the Holy Spirit and becoming one with the Holy Spirit will you hear from God. Once you start, once you connect to the Holy Spirit, you silence your mind, you silence your soul, you silence it. Then God speaks to this Holy Spirit. The Spirit speaks it to your soul. Your soul translates it into your native language. And then you have to discern what's, what, what's the Spirit and what is you. Of course, that is when the scriptures come in. The Word of God comes in. So as, as much as you know the Word of God, the clearer the voice of God sounds. So I pray that this has blessed you. I pray that you are blessed with this. God bless you. Bye.